We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bring it on John Michaels in a little mellower fashion, you know. Now and then the... Uh, can't booty shake all the time. Although, can. I want to get his opinion on Usher. Because that seems to be his kind of wheelhouse. First of all, John Michaels is in Atlanta. Yes. And Usher said, I brought the A to the world, mm-hmm. which he did. Um, but we'll get there in a sec. Uh, John Michaels is on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms. Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. John Michaels grew up down here. He is a South Florida guy in my uh, my opinion, but he's been living in Atlanta for a long time. Host mornings on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. Hello, John. Well, Usher absolutely brought the A to the Super Bowl, and I am so upset that we got stuck with Maroon stinking five when they had the Super Bowl here in Atlanta at the end of the 2019 season, and they got Usher. It really felt unfair what they did to the beautiful city here of the ATL. That would be like Miami having, I'm trying to think of somebody that would just be completely outside. Like Miami, you need a Latin flair. You need some Pitbull, some Rick Ross. You know, maybe some Uncle Luke makes a, makes an appearance. That would be like them giving them Ice Spice for the halftime show. It just wouldn't work. <laughs> well, we the, the last two ones in Miami, it was Shakira and J-Lo. And it was Prince. Perfect. The time before that, yeah, right? Am I missing any Solana? I think the Who, right? Didn't didn't the Who perform in Miami one one Super Bowl as well? I think you might be right because there's there's no way yeah. uh, Miami only had 07, which was Prince, right? And I then think you're right. I think it was like maybe the Who in 06. The Who uh, a little yeah. bit after that. I'll look it up. Hmm. Anyway, either well, way, okay. Shakira and I was going to say Shakira and J Lo are perfect. I mean, you saw Shakira do the tongue thing in Miami. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. There were people everywhere oh that were goodness. appalled, and I was at home going, give me more. I like laying that in my head. Since I <laughs> <laughs> everything Shakira did. <laughs> well, well, I do want to talk about the Super Bowl, but as long as we're talking about the halftime show, where did it, where did it rank for you in Super Bowl halftime shows? I, I was telling I mean, it- uh, Solana yesterday, Aranda was on with us, Crowder, uh, you know, Usher just doesn't resonate with me because I'm a little too old. It was just like I missed the whole Usher thing. Thought it was a good show. Didn't resonate with me. I'm guessing for you, um, it was what? Like top five, top ten? It was definitely top ten. I mean, Prince to me is always going to be number one. I I thought uh, Justin Timberlake years ago at in Minnesota was unbelievable. Bruno Mars was fantastic. But this one was right up there. The one, the West Coast one last year with Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem and all them was great. This is in my wheelhouse. This is Club Visions. This is Club 112 in Atlanta. I mean, all I was waiting for was Chili to pop out and go, I still got it bad uh, right now for Usher because it feels like Usher kind of got the win when it came to that scenario. But it was, it was awesome. Um, Alicia Keys, my goodness, uh, she's thicker than hmm. a snicker. When she stood up from that <laughs> piano – 
I understood why Usher hugged her so tight. That would have been my wife. I'd have been a little more upset than Swiss Beats was, but it was great. They did the roller skating thing, with Hark- which harkens back to, to Atlanta quite a bit. You had Ludacris pop out. Jermaine Dupree was dressed like CeeLo on Ozempic. I don't know what the hell was going on with that, but it was it was really, really well done. Did you know it was Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree? Did you know it was I, him? I knew because. Well, I knew because of the song it had better have been Jermaine Dupree, but when I saw him dressed up like he was a 1940s British schoolgirl, I wasn't 100% sure who that really was. I was like, is that Jermaine Dupree, and why does he have on ruffled socks? I really just didn't get that part of it. He had on them Jane Fondas. I was like, what is he rocking them Fonda threes? I know, I know he can't he can't do yoga. What's going on here? But the, what was the oh. other guy with the helm? The whole Atlanta thing, I loved it. Like you're saying, bringing everybody back. I just didn't know who the dude with the helmet was. Did you know who the dude with the helmet on was? Yeah, it was Will I Am from Black Eyed Peas, was it not? Yeah. Yeah. It was. I didn't know okay, at the time. Yeah. I, I thought it was what, Evil Knievel. <laughs> but, but I, I, you know, that shows you my age. My kids, my kids were like, Daddy, is that Kanye? And I was like, uh, yeah. So my kids now think Kanye was at the Super Bowl performing. I don't know. <laughs> It was. <laughs> Let me tell you, if Kanye ever tries to get up on the halftime show at the Super Bowl performance, I got a feeling he's going to get tackled before he gets up yeah. there. So I, I had to sit for a second and remember who was on the song. I mean, I didn't know it was Will I Am when he came out and he looked like he was an extra on Tron. Uh, but I definitely figured it out when the song got going. Yeah, it was. Uh... I need like I'm at the age where I literally need name tags on people when it's musicians because I just I can't recognize anybody anymore. You know, I Hawk, I asked because it you know the Super Bowl and the halftime show always go, is going to elicit the maniac side. Oh, this is the worst thing ever. Why is this guy up here? Why is his shirt off? I've always asked people like, who do you really want? And it's not a knock. Music, much like sports gets a lot of emotion out of a lot of different people. You're never going to satisfy everybody that's out there. So you try to find somebody that's popular enough. Usher, obviously, with the Vegas residency, is doing a whole lot out there, and he's got a catalog of music that lasts a long time. But I don't know who's out there. Maybe And Taylor Swift would not be my cup of tea, although judging by the ratings, I think there'd be a lot of Swifties that would love it. I don't know who would be that person that could go out there and do a halftime show and not have some faction of this country pissed off that they were out there doing the show. Yeah, and and John, getting to the game, man. I don't. We're gonna t- I, we're gonna talk about the, the the coin flip decision, Kyle Shanahan. I know you feel a certain way about him with that Atlanta Super Bowl against the Patriots, twenty-eight to three. But where did the, where did the Forty ers go wrong? Other than this, other than that decision, like what did they do wrong? Because we knew what was about to happen when they kept that game close. Yeah, Crowder, I think they went wrong at the it, partly in the first half where I felt like they dominated the game, yet we're only winning 10-3. to three. And then the start of the third quarter, Mahomes throws the interception, and you get the ball in plus territory. The best offensive player you have is named Christian McCaffrey, and you threw the ball eight out of nine times on your next three drives in which you went three and out. That was your chance to put the game away. Even if you just get a field goal to go up 13 to three, it completely changes the dynamic of how Kansas city has to really attack you defensively. And I thought Kyle Shanahan got pass happy. And you would think 
with two previous Super Bowls that he had been in, one as one an offensive coordinator, one as a head coach of the Kansas City, or as, as from San Francisco, against the same Kansas City Chiefs, he would learn to run the football, which is his bread and butter, over and over again. And I thought really that third quarter changed the entire dynamic of the game. They could not take advantage of Kansas City, who was really struggling early on. And unfortunately for 49ers fans, Kyle Shanahan's turning into the Buffalo Bills. Good enough to be there, but not good enough to win the whole thing. By the way, just for edification, Prince was in Miami. It was the 07 year, the 06 season. Then it was the who in Miami for December. I'm sorry, for 2010. Mm. And then the most recent one in Miami was Shakira and J-Lo. Just so you know. Uh, what did you learn about Brock Purdy during that game? Because one of, one of the things that we were talking about yesterday was after you watch that game in the season, like, would you rather have Brock Purdy? Would you rather have Tua? Would you rather have Brock Purdy? Would you rather have Dak Prescott? Like, what did you learn about Brock? Uh, what I learned about Brock is the national narratives were lazy and sorry leading up to the Super Bowl. I saw – so many different people go, he, you know, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He, he's the seventh round pick for a reason. He's a system quarterback. The guy had 31 touchdowns and 11 picks during the regular season. And I get it. Kyle Shanahan can ch- turn chicken salad out of chicken bleep just about any time. Like he is an unbelievable offensive mind, but Brock Purdy is also a really damn good quarterback. They were down in the playoffs to green Bay. They come back and win. They were down big to Detroit they come back and win. And part of that was Dan Campbell's fault for going for it. Uh, like he was playing Madden against some seven-year-old. Uh, but Brock Purdy is a quarterback that moving forward, if you're San Francisco, he fits perfectly with what you're doing. And I think you can win a Super Bowl with a Brock Purdy type of quarterback. Now I'd take Tua Tungabailoa over him. I think Tua has more of that quick twitch, get the ball out when it needs to. But Purdy has more improvisation skills. He's a guy that if the pocket breaks down, can step up and run. And I don't know, you know, Tua did, what was it, jujitsu a year ago and got better falling and doing everything else. He needs to do some speed drills, some box drills, some ladder drills, some things where he can escape the pocket when things don't go right. Dak Prescott finished second in the MVP, so his biggest problem is when he gets to January, he kind of gets choky and loses things. But what I learned about Brock Purdy, stop calling him Mr. Irrelevant. I made a comparison. I said Brock Purdy had the same thing that Stetson Bennett had to go through through college football. Stetson was dinged two years in a row, winning back-to-back national championships because at one point he was a walk-on. It's not Brock Purdy's fault that the NFL drafted the wrong quarterbacks. Hell, the Falcons in the same draft drafted Desmond Ritter in the third round. I think that's the same year Kenny Pickett went in the first round. Who would you rather have, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, or Brock Purdy? I don't think it's particularly close. I think people got to get over the lazy narrative of continuing to call him Mr. Irrelevant after the two years he's put up in this league. Yeah, no, I saw two at the Pro Bowl. He might be related to Alicia Keys. But let me ask you. To the 49er conversation, John, so you just run it back. Is it Kyle Shanahan's fault? Like, like your, to your point, Kyle Shanahan's now taken, what, Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy to a Super yep. Bowl and lost, but he got their best team in the NFC, but they're not getting over that hump. Would they just run it? They just keep running it back, or do they make, make a move somewhere? 
Yeah, you got to run it back. I mean, I don't know what other move you can make. You traded for McCaffrey. You went out and traded for uh, Chase Young this offseason. You know, you've made different moves. Brandon Ayuk might be out of there. Maybe you trade him. Their biggest problem is they traded away all those picks to move up and get Trey Lance a couple of years ago. You know, they went and got Trent Williams. It, it's continued to be they try to grow it year and year and year. The biggest problem is they've run into the best quarterback of our generation right now, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the conversation with him is going to turn to Tom Brady real soon because I think he's right there with Joe Montana. I think he's already past Peyton Manning. And now the next one you go to is Tom Brady. Unfortunately, sometimes you just run into the better guy. I mean, to use a basketball analogy, think about how many teams tried to dedicate and change their team for Michael Jordan in the 80s. And it didn't matter. Charles Barkley went to Phoenix. He, you know, he tried going to Houston. He couldn't win a title because MJ was there. I don't think if you're Sam Fran, you blow it up. You've gone to the NFC title game two years in a row. You've been to the Super Bowl this year. You had gone to the Super Bowl back in 2020. You're right there. Your hope is now somebody in the AFC like Joe Burrow gets lucky and knocks off Kansas City, and then you can beat him in the Super Bowl. Because I think it's only a matter of time with that talent before San Francisco ends up getting another Lombardi trophy. Hey, real quick, John, because we were talking earlier, the, the official draft order came out. So the Bears have the number one pick. Would you stick with Justin Fields if you're Chicago? Would you try to move on from him and maybe take Caleb Williams? You know, they already swindled Carolina out of some draft picks to get the number one pick. I, I listened to Merrill Hodge today, and Hodge said he would not touch Caleb Williams at number one. And one of the things with Justin Fields – I think he's had three offensive coordinators in three years, which is never a recipe for success for any quarterback. Me personally, I'd probably build around him. You've got one, and I think they also have nine. If somebody wants to trade up to one, you might pick up another first or two more first-round picks and a second and some thirds. Go ahead and build around Justin Fields. Draft a Marvin Harrison. Go get an offensive lineman. Maybe you take Dallas Turner off the defensive side and roll with that for another year or two and see if it works. Uh, Caleb Williams, really good quarterback. I hope the Falcons go get him because we have nothing. But what the price that I've seen right now for Justin Fields is maybe a second and a fifth, maybe a third and a fifth. That's not a whole lot to get for a guy you invested a number 11 pick in just a couple of short years ago. And, John, speaking of the Falcons, how do you feel about Raheem Morris? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Better today than I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, Honestly, Crowder, I thought when they made the hire, I said it the day after, I said it felt like a safe hire. It felt like Mr. Blank, our owner, knew him well enough, felt comfortable with him. You're not going to shake up the front office. He's not going to come in and make Rich McKay get fired, kind of like Bill Belichick was going to. And I think the main thing is I've seen an outpouring of support from a bunch of different players around the NFL that say they've got, you know, the Falcons got a real one. They got a guy that everybody's going to want to play for. I like his hire on, on the offensive side and Zach Robinson, you're going to get that Ram sort of offense. That's cool. That was next uh, nature of business. Him and Terry Fontenot have to figure out quarterback, but I think Raheem's going to get some guys that might be on the fence 
Do you want to play for the Falcons? Do you want to play for, I don't know, Green Bay? That he may get them to come here. Team still needs a lot of talent, but I think there's pieces in place where Raheem may get the best out of them. So better than I did a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully that time in L.A. winning a Super Bowl helps him bring that over here to the ATL because we need it. Right now our sports teams outside of the Braves are absolutely putrid. Hey, uh, shameless plug, I guess they call it, but go. you should go watch the Pivot episode with Raheem Morris. You bring up the L.A. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl, the day of the, the uh, parade. We went to his house after a parade to interview him. We end up having too much, drinking too much of his $300 bottle of wine, spilling it all over his floor. Me and Ryan Clark got in a fight in his living room. He was cool with it. He had no problem with it. He he didn't get mad at us. He was right there chilling with us all day long as we made a damn fool of ourselves. You got to send me that link because I will absolutely play that on the show here in the next couple of days. I remember because you did, didn't you do the show from his house that afternoon? From his house, yeah. And I was like, I got, I got a little tipsy. He gets home from the parade. I'm back in his backyard with his two young kids on a trampoline, double bouncing them. And then we come back in the house. His wife goes down to a wine cellar, pulls out this Opus One and all this expensive, expensive ass wine, and we just chug it. We chug it like it's you know, like it's grape juice, and then uh, start fighting in his living room. That's why that is the best podcast going yeah. the fact you you have one episode you're talking about being naked with Kevin Hart and then the next one you're fighting in Raheem Morris's living room. That is great. I'm hanging on to this weird this weird world that's going on in my midst, but I'm not really there. I'm like boy in the bubble behind everything, just kind of watching it all transpire. Uh, John Michael, 680 The Fan in Atlanta. Thank you, John. Anytime, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.